guys. Today I am back for another podcast with Lauren. And today we wanted to talk about the oppressive straight white male. Basically, I've never done really a video about this before. And the reason I want to do it now is because recently I saw an article from Salon that came out and it was called Time to Give Up on Identity Politics. It's dragging the progressive agenda down. And I thought this was hilarious because I don't know, did you ever see that article, Lauren, they put out where it was called White Men Must Be Stopped. The very future of mankind depends upon it. This was like in 2015 when they put this article out and now they're like, oh my gosh, what have we Done. They've created Frankenstein or something like that. Now they have to destroy what they've created. They're like fleeing, trying to escape, but they, they've already opened the can of worms here. So this is kind of what we wanted to talk about today. It's too freaking late, guys. You can't go back. No, no takesy backsies. Uh, yeah, I don't care to do the video about well, straight white men are oppressed like it's true uh in in the sense that literally the government oppresses them uh most media is anti-white male most schooling is anti-white male but there's kind of an over oversaturation of anti-SWs that just talk about feminism and the articles against white people so I tend to stick to other subjects that I think are important and helpful and we'll talk about that on the side but you're right things have changed ever since uh, obviously Charlottesville and uh, kind of the people saying fine call me a Nazi. Fine, call me deplorable. Fine, call me what you want. I don't care anymore. I don't care if you guys hate me. I'm not looking for your approval anymore. They're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, what do we do? This isn't working. Especially when people flipped around and said, not only do I not care about your approval, but I'm going to get together with uh, other white people and start my own identity politics since everyone else gets to have it. I'm going to start a European heritage club at my university since they get to have a black power club. I mean, I'm not kidding. I was just walking the other day and there was a spray paint that said black power. And I think it was like, it was one of those like kind of buildings that you know the government like allows the spray paint on because it's like an art mural. Right. And uh, it said black power on it. And there were literally like a black group doing the like power hand sign beside it, taking pictures with it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, Imagine if I walked down the street and they just had a giant black sun and like white people taking their little Zeke Heil photos in front of it. You would never see that in a million years. So yeah. a few people saying they want to start participating in white identity politics is hardly the problem right now when you've got a freak ton of radicals on the left already to deal with. So it's really amusing to see this thing be the turning point for Salon and these other radical leftists who should know they already created a beast in Black Lives Matter. They already created a beast in these supremacist groups of other races. It's It was a monster before, but they liked that monster. They were okay with that monster. That monster was on their leash. It was on their side. Yeah. Uh, this one, not so much, so they don't like it. It's like a, a snowball effect, and it's one that they no longer have control of, so they're freaking out. It's like poking the lion for too long, and now it's deciding to bite back, and they're like, whoa. But I think it's the reason that it's flourishing so much, like identity politics in general, is because obviously right now we're in this oppression culture. That's what it is. And so people right away when they can say, oh, I can blame my problems on someone else, my failings, not take responsibility for something because I'm being oppressed by X, Y, and Z. So this is why so many people just want to buy into it because they love the victimhood yeah. and they won't have to take responsibility for all of the, the problems and hardships and mistakes that they make in their own lives. But it's really sad that we've lost, we're no longer at the point where people will judge others on the contents of their character and on an individual level. You, did you see that article about that transgender model that just came out? Uh, the new face of L'Oreal, but 
that was fired for saying, oh, white people are inherently racist. It's a societal construct or whatever, and then was fired. And the model actually went on Piers Morgan and Piers was freaking out at the transgender person for what they That's said. That's nice about to this. see. Like, yeah, like, how are we supposed to feel about this? Are, you, are you, we just supposed to allow you to say this to us and not have a reaction? Is that what you're expecting? So it's, it's really interesting, though, when people think they can get away with saying something like that. All of you are inherently racist. The end. And then mm-hmm. and not receive any kind of backlash. The, the worst part about that L'Oreal thing, though, was if you go to the tweet that L'Oreal sent out saying this transgender model was fired and you read the response. Oh, it is just the oh, worst. Really? Like the, the first response, it has more favor. The responses have more favorites and likes than L'Oreal's tweets. Um, oh, wow. The makeup community is utterly cancerous. The top responses are like, how dare you fire her for telling the truth? And I think I responded to that person saying, okay, you're white. Did you enslave anyone? Are you responsible for slavery? And and this girl responded to me and was like, yes. I'm like, WTF, why would you enslave people? That's really messed up. Like, I've never enslaved anyone, but I guess you have. Like, that's that's really messed up, girl. Like, you got to stop enslaving people. And obviously, she just went on some other crazy illogical tangent after that. But I, I want to go back to the identity politics mm-hmm. thing here. Because I, I actually kind of define politics a bit different than other people. I don't mean to be a semantics queen. It's going to sound like that. But I believe that I do believe in identity politics, actually. Uh, But I understand how most people on the right view identity politics. I believe there are different values to different types Mm -hmm. of identity politics. I think things like your identity as someone like a a woodworker or a Western culture, religious person, all these different things that actually are influenced by the actions you take, the commitments you make, the skills you create, the community you're in, the things that actually make you, you. Beyond superficial things, the things that actually make you, you as a whole, I think those are identities we should preserve and hold up. So when I say Western identity, and when someone like Gavin McInnes says we need to preserve Western identity, sorry, that's identity politics. It is. Identity politics is present all the time because Western identity is, as you say, an identity. Yeah. The 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 problematic. Oh God, I just used that word. I'm <laughs> I so know. Sorry. I always cringe when I hear myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, because it's, it's just, been ruined. Uh, it, forever forever it's such a shame you've got haircuts being ruined mustaches <laughs> being ruined words being ruined by oh, and it's the such undercut a shame. is personally my favorite the undercut it looks which so is like good. the nazi haircut now but it's my favorite and so now yeah they've destroyed oh there <laughs> these these are the things that i think need to be preserved whereas there are less important if not uh, toxic forms of identity politics, which are the racial identity politics, which are the gender identity politics where Hillary Clinton says, y'all need to vote for me because you're women. That's why. Just because you're a woman. That's why you need to vote for me. Y'all need to agree with what I say just because of my skin color. Mm -hmm. No, if if, if I were going to tell people uh, something about Western identity, or if I were going to a woodworking show and standing up there, my identity as a woodworker, as someone who is invested in the culture and understands the historics, whose family grew up in this area, yada, 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 that would be meaningful and count. Mm-hmm. You guys need to listen to me because my family is from here and grew up here and I speak the language and I know the culture. I am Danish, right? That mm-hmm. identity does matter and yeah. would be relevant in some contexts. Me going up in front of a uh, Danish cultural society and saying, I am 
blonde or I am a woman or I am white would be completely irrelevant there because that's just a superficial thing. But there are some identities that do matter. I know. I definitely agree there, especially like, yeah, cultural identity or religious identity even is something really interesting to explore. And there's so much there. And me being Catholic, it's very rich, the the identity there. So it's definitely more than that. But the the racial identity politics are what everything gets the focus on. And I, I just, I find it really sad when you see all of the heat that straight white men get, especially because the people that direct it towards them, it's usually like the media and stuff like that. They they don't expect white men to react or to affect them negatively in some way. Like how, how would you feel every day being told that you're the cause of all the world's problems when you've done nothing and you are just impressive and racist by nature? Like I would imagine it would over time just scrape at you and affect you in a really negative way and maybe not be as confident, uh, walk around all the time with your tail between your legs. This is just, this is what they want. But when you mentioned earlier on Twitter, you were arguing with that white girl, do you find, or maybe it's just me, do you find that there are so many white girls that just hate straight white men? Like they're the ones fomenting like all of the, the racism against them. It's like white girls, it's really weird. Do you ever notice this? They hate white men and they hate other white girls. They're some of the yeah. most uh, ooh. vitriolic. They, they, uh, it's really crazy. Women, I mean, what's uh, beyond the men thing? Uh, they say that they say they say a a misogynist is just a man who hates women more than women hate women. They can be <laughs> so vitriolic, yeah. and uh, I don't know if you've seen that meme. It's Khaleesi yes, on top of all yes. the slaves I'll put it and. Up here. The caption says, white girls feel when they talk bad about their race on Twitter. It's like they see it as some uh, something that makes them look good. It's like a status symbol. And that's the worst part about this. I know. Is it's an accessory. Hating yourself and hating white men and hating all this is accessory mm-hmm. for, social, for, for social gain and social prowess and power. Like they, especially in like, I don't know if you know, like the LA communities, any of these big popular media communities, whoever hates themselves the most, if you're white, at least, and whoever is the most supremacist, if you're not white, they get social points. And that's how women operate. They operate off of social power because Mm -hmm. they're obviously not as strong as men. So it's not a contest of strength. It's a contest of social manipulation. And they can bring people down. They can tear them apart. They can just have the upper hand uh, if if they can use anything against them, their skin color, whatever. And most of the people they're going to be competing with are other white people because they're in the western world so they can use that to tear down other people around them Mm -hmm. it inflates their egos it makes them feel like oh i've done my good deeds for the day oh look look i'm such a savior helping all the minorities (laughs) exactly like that khaleesi meme being like carried over them you know oh i'm so wonderful yeah people think tearing one group down helps another and that is such a misguided view i hate if you have to defend minorities by being racist against another group you're really not doing a very good job and you should probably stick to something else because it doesn't help it just creates more division it happens on both sides as well like you see just people doing things out of pure vitriol towards one group and not because they they love one group obviously you'll have people that just hate jews and they blame everything on the jews and it's not about loving white people or loving europeans it's about they just hate people Uh, you see that with black lives matter 
They, they, you don't see them creating barbecues and community events in black neighborhoods and truly loving their race and everything. They just hate white people. They want to hold up their oink, oink, bang, bang signs and just be angry and destructive. I mean, I don't, I don't like the whole supremacy thing on any end, but if you're going to be that way, at least create and build things up. At least right. don't be destructive towards other people. I, I hate all destructive ideologies. That's why I hate postmodernism, because they want to destroy all of these traditions and all of these things we've created to help the Western world run and help us live our lives more simply and have an understanding of the world and a foundation and family and all of these different uh, religious and traditional aspects of our lives. And they just want to tear that away and replace it with what? Yeah. Nothing. They just want to destroy. They haven't created any sort of anything for us to live on, any foundation. And it's just sad. Yeah, we actually, I remember we had conversations about this in Europe when we were there reporting on the Defend Europe mission. We talked about the politics of love versus the politics of hate. Where if yeah. you're doing something, for example, out of love for your country, your culture, your traditions, your families, it's very different than doing it just because you hate another group and want to see them destroyed. And you're going to be more productive and successful that way. Because if you're just angry and hateful and have a destructive mindset, it's never going to lead to anything positive. And that's just how it goes. But unfortunately, we do see so much of that on, on all the sides. I don't even say two sides anymore because there's so many different factions, it seems, that, that have disagreements that I yeah. like, can't even keep track anymore. So I don't even know what to call it. People get mad when you say the right and the left. I'm like, what do I say? Us and them? Yeah. I don't even know anymore. It, it definitely is really hilarious that, that they're kind of reneging on the identity politics and the media. But just I, I just gathered just a quick search, a couple headlines just that uh, had been strewn out. There's like dozens and dozens and dozens more. But this is just some of the stuff they wrote and expected not to get a reaction from. Like Jezebel, mm -hmm. why the end of white men is actually good for white men. Or BuzzFeed Canada is looking for writers. White males need not apply. Well, I wonder if if they do this just to stir up controversy yeah, because yeah. they get lots of clicks from people that are like, what, what the heck is this? Like yeah. what? I, I and they just get traffic so. to their site. Yeah. Could it be time to deny white men the franchise or a letter from a straight white male? I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that he wrote this after Trump won because it was largely. Is there anything men. cuckier? I know. Is there anything cuckier Lauren, than I, apologizing? I found I found a photo on Twitter that I posted today and it, it was free apologies from America or from an American. And there's this guy in the booth apologizing to people. I know. I was like, I was like, if you ever feel like an embarrassment, good news. You're, you're never going to be as embarrassing as this guy. It was the cr cringiest thing I've ever seen. Imagine if after a, a, a terrorist attack, a, an Iranian terrorist attack, whatever, that someone from that country came out and was like, apology from an Iranian, like apology from a Somalian, like who, what, what, like why? You're not even part of the ideology. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. And this is why this is such a problem. It's like, why can't we judge people on an individual level? Isn't that, that how it's supposed to be? That's complete injustice to just be like, paint, paint everyone the same. And that just because someone is white they need to bear the burden of all the crimes that every white person has ever committed well that's the thing you, you only get to take credit for the bad oh and yeah. anyone who has been quote-unquote oppressed by white people they only get to take credit for the good i remember when i was in school 
every sports event, we had to have native drummers up front. And I, I've over the years gained a lot more respect for native cultures because mm -hmm. they're trying to preserve something from their past and their ancestors. And I can respect that. Yeah. But let, let's not let's not shit ourselves here and pretend that native tribes didn't go around scalping each other and stealing each other's lands. Not, yeah, let's not exactly. kid ourselves here and pretend they didn't have many, many crimes and kill settlers. And uh, the more natives were killed by other tribes than by settlers like over the years and years and years that that they had those ongoing conflicts that happened mm -hmm. so while we can appreciate the good things about cultures and acknowledge the bad things we still can't blame the people today for either of those Exactly. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. And and a lot of this I think that it's fomented by the media, all these crazy people extremists on Twitter. The thing is, I don't think that all of this racial tension, most of it is not organic. Some of it is, of course, but a lot of it's just being fomented because of these stupid articles, all these people saying really unnecessary things in positions of power and influence or celebrities saying crazy things. It's it's being fanned and it's just getting worse mm -hmm. and worse because of this. And it's like they're creating the problem. It's like feminism. It's completely unnecessary in the Western world, but yet feminism is everywhere and needed to to fix all these problems but then when you really look at it they're fixing things like mansplaining yeah well it's it's really gonna I, at least they're recognizing their problem now yeah. and not, not 10 20 years from now when you have the next generation of kids that are so tired of this bullshit come up yeah. and just say you know what screw you guys no more social justice funding no more of this crap like we are done we don't feel bad at all screw you and actually you know what maybe that would be a good thing uh, yeah. but the thing the, obviously the worry is it goes more extreme but i do wonder if it does get to that point one day if the, you'll have these salon kind of papers saying let's just go back to where things used to be where we didn't care about race let's just yeah like let's let's pretend it's all normal and happy like it was before when i was in high school no one gave a shit what race you were yeah. no one cared it only happened when I was in like grade 11, grade 12, where they started introducing this weird social justice class yeah. and they split us up by race and gender in front of the lockers and everyone was like, what's going on? I don't understand. Why are you doing this? And then people just started going crazy from that point on and everything got miserable. Yeah. No it's, one's cared. That's the, it's like they've set off a bomb and after it's already set off, they're like, oops, now we got to put it back together. But I'm sorry, the destruction's already there. Most people aren't going to reject it though. I just don't. I don't see how there's any going back from this, but hopefully, I think if just people collectively rejected it, like, we don't want to have anything to do with this, but I don't know. It'll be their legacy, though. They're the ones yeah. that, they can't sneak their way out of this. They can't just creep back and be like, this is vow, you know, it, it's over, it's done. They've They've basically signed their name in this, so they can't escape, and we're not going to let them. <laughs> We, we've got too many archives, way too many. Yeah. The internet never forgets, guys. Sorry, all, all of your cucky articles of apologizing <laughs> for your skin color, yeah. uh, which hopefully, like, 50 years from now, people look back and are like, what a joke. What was wrong with people, you know? They yeah. look back at them as crazy as the traditions of flogging yourself uh, yeah. and, like, cutting out people's hearts like the Mayans, just, like, these crazy weird things ancient civilizations did, like, hate each other because of their skin color yeah. and, like, uh, no, hate themselves because of their skin color yeah. and apologize for being successful, like... What was that? What was wrong with this weird, strange culture? Uh, how I imagine it, though, is like the past five, ten years have just been like Salon and Huffington Post grabbing 
white guy's hands and saying, stop hitting yourself for like five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're, all they're saying is like, why do you guys suck so much? Why, why are you the bane of civilization? Why do you guys suck? Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting mm-hmm. yourself. And the guy smacks away the hand. And like, why are you hurting me? <laughs> you yeah. In a way, I do hope they all start backing off because I just see, I think it's having such a negative effect on, on white men, obviously, because how much can you take of people telling you every day that you are the problems in the world, basically, and without you, if you were removed, if you were taken from power and the patriarchy was destroyed, then everything would be utopian. So it can't be good for you mentally. So while it will be hilarious and very ironic and everything if they do, and we can totally just tease the crap out of them, I do hope that it does happen for their sake because it's it's a horrible thing just like feminism it, it mm-hmm. even though you there's so much you can mock about it and laugh at their ridiculous people it's so toxic and damaging yeah it's also it, not just uh on, on a level of it's damaging for obviously white men who from birth when they've done nothing wrong are hated for no reason uh but i think it, it obviously has chilling effects on people's psyche to yeah, be absolutely. dehumanized for so long i don't know if you have you ever heard of rudyard kipling's the wrath of the awakened saxon i haven't Okay, I'm going to read it for you. It's a very famous poem. It was not part of their blood. It came to them very late, with long errors to make good, when the Saxon began to hate. They were not easily moved. They were icy, willing to wait, till every count should be proved, ere the Saxon began to hate. Their voices were even and low. Their eyes were level and straight. There was neither sign nor show when the Saxon began to hate. It was not preached to the crowd, it was not taught by the state and spoke it aloud when the Saxon began to hate. It was not suddenly bred. It will not swiftly abate through the chilled years ahead when time shall count from the date that the Saxon began to hate. I, I don't know that point. It, it's, it's super saying, right? People, people like build up this hatred mm-hmm. when they see these things repeated, all, all these errors repeatedly made against them. All of these things like, uh, white men were going to block you from coming to class at Berkeley. Right. White men were going to hate you in every single international paper. White men were going to tell you you're crazy when you have worries about mass immigration in Europe. And then it, it says in the poem, like, till every count should be proved and terror attack after terror attack after mm. censorship after censorship after racism after racism after cops being killed in Dallas by Black Lives Matter. Like they, every count is being proved and all yeah. of these guys are they're becoming hateful, which is sad. It's sad that they're becoming hateful, but it's also a natural reaction and it's a very like biological trigger. You can't, people can only take so much. And I, I, I hope that people will respond not with hate, but with love and with rationality. But unfortunately, that's not how everyone does respond. Many people can only take a certain level of abuse and then it's, you're going to react and that's just how it goes but I mean they're the ones waging this and I think they are realizing now the problem that it's creating after all of this time it's just piling up and piling up and piling up hopefully things de-escalate from here but we'll see how it goes that's about it for the podcast today we really hope you guys enjoyed we will see you next week back on Lauren's channel for another podcast that'll be on Wednesday and we will see you guys then bye-bye